Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, Tammy Prater, Executive Director of the American Red Cross East Texas Chapter. Good morning, Tammy. Always great to have you with us. Great to be with you, John. It's a it's a beautiful morning today. Okay, don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Tammy, this is probably the last show you're going to be doing with us. You're going to be retiring at the end of February. It's been a nice long ride, and you've been a great asset to the community, a great help to us coming on the show and doing news stories with us. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but uh, just wanted to start off by saying good luck with your impending retirement, but in the meantime, still plenty of work to do. And let's start today by just kind of giving folks a review of what the Red Cross is, what it's all about. Not everybody really understands everything that you do and specifically what happens here in East Texas. Yeah, I know. You know, basically uh, our mission is to alleviate human suffering during times of emergency by combining the power of volunteers and, you know, the generosity of donors. And so we are a volunteer organization. Um, we help during disasters. People know about that. Uh, we also provide services to military families. We train people in first aid and CPR, aquatics. Um, we provide in international communications for families separated by war. Um, and we also provide, you know, blood services. We are... Uh, the, the American Red Cross is, you know, provides 40 percent of the nation's blood supply, and we have been collecting blood here um, in the last year. So that's kind of something that Red Cross has always done that we've added here locally. But, um, you know, the, the bottom line is that mission is to uh, alleviate human suffering. Mm -hmm. And we uh, talk about East Texas. So let's talk a little bit about what East Texas means. You have primary offices, your primary offices in Tyler. You also have an office in Longview. And uh, how many different counties do you cover? How many people are uh, basically covered by your services in the East Texas region? Well, uh, we cover 11 counties. We start over at the Louisiana border with Panola County and kind of come west on I-20, uh, Harrison Greg, Upshur, Rusk, um, Wood, Smith, Cherokee, Van Zant, Henderson, Anderson. Um, that's, gosh, almost 900,000, close to a million people in mm -hmm. East Texas that we cover. Yeah, right. And that is a bunch. Um, phone numbers, Tyler, 903-581-7981. Longview, 903-753-2091. And all the information we're going to be talking about today is available in more detailed form, actually, at www.redcross.org and on the emergency app. And if it helps, folks, uh, I usually start off by just Googling Red Cross East Texas. You're going to get a lot of the same information, but it does make it more region-specific. But www.redcross.org and on the emergency app which we'll talk about a little bit later, and um, you can navigate from there. The main thing that we want to, well, actually, we, uh, we do want to talk about preparedness. Preparedness is the main focus of today's show, but um, we need to hit COVID-19, still very much a part of the picture in East Texas. What have you done during COVID-19? How has it affected your operations? You know, we've done um, basically what we had to do to deliver services and keep our volunteers and our clients safe. Um, we, like um, Red Cross is prone to do, we had a plan. Um, I would say that that plan has probably changed about 15 or 20 times uh, as situations have changed. But, um, 
you know, by, you know, early March of 2020, when everything started to kind of really blow up uh, as far as COVID is concerned, um, we had already trained, you know, our volunteers to deliver services remotely and make sure that we could do what we had to do uh, to take care of people. And we've done it. Our numbers have not dropped um, in terms of services uh, delivered. We've, we've kept on doing what we do. Um, and I'm real proud of that because I know, you know, a lot of organizations were not as prepared and, you know, had to shut down and weren't able to provide services during COVID. But that was not our case. We never stopped. We never skipped a beat. That is great to know. And uh, we're not through it yet. And uh, we have all kinds of different emergencies and disasters that could happen at any given time. The cold weather, uh, always need to worry about fires, things like that. So it's great to know that you're still very much on the job and that COVID did not affect your operations. Tammy Prater, Executive Director of the American Red Cross, East Texas Chapter, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Before we get into preparedness per se, some of the lessons you feel that you've learned about preparedness. I guess, you know, during your entire tenure with the Red Cross and most recently during the, uh, the COVID pandemic. Well, it, it, it counts. That's, you know, you know, I think we have talked about preparedness every single time I've been on your show, John, in 23 years. And some people get it and some people don't. But the reality is when bad things happen, the more prepared you are as an individual and as a family, um, the smoother things go for you and, uh, and the quicker you recover and the quicker a community recovers. And so that's probably, you know, the biggest lesson that I have learned um, that uh, there's a direct link to resiliency uh, and recovery to preparedness. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I guess that's why, you know, I've talked about it so much and why I wanted to talk about it today. All righty. So here we go. Preparedness. Number one, first and foremost, get a kit. And when you talk about a kit, this kit is something that is going to be useful for just about any emergency, the ones that we talked about a minute ago, any other emergencies that may arise. And you tell us that at a minimum, you should have some basic supplies. Let's just go ahead and go through those, uh, starting with food and water and going from there. All right. I mean, we recommend that you plan on a gallon of water per person per day. Um, You know, if it's um, if you're evacuating, that's a three-day supply. And if you're going to be sheltering at home, you know, almost a two-week supply would be recommended. Um, non-per- same thing, non-perishable, easy-to-prepare food items. Um, power outage is an issue in almost every disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and at being able to cope with that means that you and your family are in, in better shape. Um, already mentioned power outage, but flashlights battery uh, or hand crank radio where you can get weather you know um, information and current up-to-date um, response information extra batteries uh, first aid kit your medications you know if, if there's a disaster in place you're not going to be able to go to the drugstore. Um, the drugstore may not be there anymore so make sure you always have you know extra medications on hand, um, some little basic tools. Um, it can be a little toolkit. It can be one of those little, you know, tools that has everything on one 
you know, one thing like a Swiss Army knife or um, multi-purpose tool, uh, sanitation, hygiene items, um, copies of your personal documents, because if you need them, you need them, and mm-hmm. uh, you may need to carry them with you. But um, all of those things like your your ID or your passport, your insurance policies, um, property deeds, things like that, just to have a little bundle of copies of all that so that you've got it with you if you need it some cash. Um, when the power goes out, the ATMs don't work. Um, you know, if, if a tornado sucks up the bank, um, you know, it's not even a matter of the ATM not working. You, mm-hmm. you need a way to, to buy those basic necessities. Um, emergency blankets, all of those things are just primary things that if you had to hunker down for a week or two uh, and keep your family safe and taken care of, if you had to rebuild uh, from scratch, that's going to be enough to get you keep you going and make make it possible for you to move on to the next to the next stage. Okay, Tammy Prater, Executive Director of the American Red Cross in East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and uh, I wanted to go through some of those in just a little bit more detail. Um, you're talking about food, non-perishable, easy-to-prepare items. I think most people can probably figure out um, how that works. Do you have any suggestions? We're probably talking largely about canned goods, things that can be frozen. Any specifics you want to kind of let people in on as far as what you mean by non-perishable, easy-to-prepare food items? Well, uh, you know, first of all, canned fruit. Canned fruit with a pop top or make sure you've got a hand crank can opener. Uh, you know, just um, uh, tuna fish, uh, protein, peanut butter, things that uh, are easy. They don't have to be cooked um, because, again, you may not have your, your gas or your electricity to cook with. Um, one thing I didn't touch on that I really, it's really important um, is, you know, if you have babies you need to make sure you've got formula and diapers um if um you know someone is elderly and requires uh special care um you know uh every single time we have a power outage i i I get calls from people who are on oxygen Mm. and they don't have a plan for what to do if the power goes out um and there are things that you can do that one you can, they're battery operated type um, machines. Um, and, you know, plus you can, for a brief time, go on straight O2. But th- those are all things to think about ahead of time to not be in a panic about, you know, right when something happens. Um, and then those four legged fur babies that many of us, myself included, ah. count as part of the family. You need to have a plan for, you know, Fifi the cat or, you know, George the dog. Right. And make- or that you've got food for them, water for them, um, a carrier for them in case you have to evacuate. You know, it's so sad after a large-scale disaster to see how many pets have been separated from their loved ones. Oh, uh, yeah, that is really sad. And, you know, from talking on the air with people from the SPCA, Pets for People, we understand that all too well. Uh, there's a family first aid kit, and that basically is just going to include the basics, but not everybody understands what the basics are. Can you go through some of those for us? Well, sure. Um, bandages, slings, um, antiseptic, um, tweezers, uh a lot of, you know, a lot of when you're dealing with debris, you get a lot of cuts and, and um, splinters and things like that. So, you know, just some basic things um, that, you know, 
if you're cleaning up your yard even, um, some some gloves to protect your hands. Um, and then, you know, in case you do get a cut or a scrape, a way to clean it up and, and bandage it. All righty. Um, as far as considering the needs of all family members and adding supplies to your kit, I know we just went over some of that, uh, pet supplies. Um, actually, we, we talked uh, briefly about some of this material, but uh, let's go through some of the medical supplies, first of all, that you recommend that people have on hand. You know, very often um, things like those of us who are hard of hearing mm-hmm. uh, and wear hearing aids, you know, without those hearing aids, we're pretty much out of communication with those around us. And in an emergency, it can be really important to know what's going on around you. So things like extra hearing aid ba- uh, batteries or um, your gla- an extra pair of glasses or mm-hmm. If you're on certain medications and you have to do injections, make sure you've got some extra syringes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of falls in with, you know, making sure you have what you need to survive. And, you know, if you have are on insulin and, you know, have to take injections for that uh, or other medications, make sure you've got those ready to go in case you need them. Mm-hmm. Games and activities for children. The children are going to be scared. Uh, need to have ways, I guess, of keeping them busy and happy. And um... you know, um, the the one thing I would say is, um, you know, don't depend on electronics um, during a disaster. Right. I, you know, I've seen children playing with their parents' phones in the you know the waiting room at the doctor's office. Well, you know puzzles, uh, small puzzles or coloring books or um, simple card games like Go Fish, things that they can do that um, can keep them occupied, that are quiet, that are kind of uh, self-contained. Mm-hmm. As we talk about this, uh, I'm struck by the electronic age that we live in and how important it has, talking about what we're talking about right now, and even going back to when we were talking about copies of personal documents, paper copies, old-fashioned games, card games, not like the electronic information age type stuff that uh, uh, we're all having to get so accustomed to and that many, many of the people in the population grew up with. Uh, old school, in a lot of ways, is the best school when you're dealing with these disasters. Well, I mean, I think um, last winter we got a, a taste yes. of what disasters can be like when you don't have power for a week. Uh-huh. And, and um, very often, large-scale major disasters um, you know, places that are struck by hurricanes or tornadoes and, and, you know, the power grid, it's not just down, it's gone. And literally there are people who go for weeks, months without power. Yes. And so, you know, and yes, eventually things like portable charging stations will come in. But, but you know, again, initially being able to um, to self, you know, sustain Without electricity, it's it's kind of a mind blowing thing in this age. Um, but you, you need to think about that. You bet. Um, it, it is great, uh, and I certainly have and recommend having those portable bricks that you can charge your phone with, um, mm-hmm. or you know, or the the hand crank uh, charger or the solar charger. There are all kinds of things that you can buy on the market now, but those are somewhat limited. 
Um, and so it's really, really good to be able to um, to have some things that are just not electronic that, you mm-hmm. know, you can help you cope after something happens. You bet. Tammy Prater, American Red Cross, East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Phone numbers in Tyler, 903-581-7981, Longview, 903-753-2091, and lots of other information at www.redcross.org. And on the emergency app, let's just take a moment to talk about that emergency app. I know we want people to understand exactly how that works. Um, it's an app uh, that you can download for free on uh, Droid or um, Apple-based um, devices, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, the American Recalls Emergency app that has multiple uh, components to it that you can kind of uh, personalize based on your situation. Here in East Texas, I recommend having the Tornado app, um, and some some areas the Flood app, um, but... Uh, one of the toolkits, part of that emergency app, is a first aid app. Mm-hmm. All of those are part of the emergency app. You can download it for free, um, and it gives you just-in-time information. In other words, there is a siren, uh, a tornado siren, that will go off if a tornado warning is you know, issued in your area. Uh, it follows you where you go. So if you're on vacation, um, you can put in that app, uh, that zip code, and it will tell you, you know, something is impending in your area, it gives you just-in-time preparedness information, although we hope you're better prepared, but it does give you just-in-time information. Um, but it also uh, includes the American Red Cross Shelter app as part uh-huh. of it. And so if something happens, uh, you can go to that app, um, and it'll tell you where we have shelters open. All right. um, and so, you know, it really does tell you what to do before, during, and after uh, an emergency event, and it's free. And I'm sure glad I asked that question. Moving along here, additional supplies to keep at home or in your survival kit. Based on the types of disasters common to your area, there looks like there's about maybe 10, 15 different things. If we can just kind of go through those with brief explanations of each, starting with the whistle and then the those N95 or sure. surgical masks, which nobody had ever heard of until a couple of years ago. Exactly. Um, anyway, the whistle is, is in case you get uh, trapped. Under debris, you can let people know. I mean, I think we all uh, perhaps remember the scene from the movie Titanic and people are blowing their whistles so, you know, they'll know they're around. But um, it also works very well if you're buried under debris. Um, People will hear that there's someone under there. Um, Pretty much the N95 or surgical mask could move up to the top now, uh, not just additional because of of COVID. Matches, rain gear, very, you know, um, can't speak enough because if you're wet, you're miserable. Uh, so rain gear is very helpful. Towels, work gloves, I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, some tools, things like uh, hammer, nails, tarp. You know, if you get a, uh, or plastic sheeting, uh, a tree limb through a window. Uh, if you've got plastic sheeting that you can uh, put up and keep the whole of your house getting flooded, um, you know, just from uh, same thing with tarp. Uh, it helps you prevent further damage. Um, an extra set of clothes, um, dry clothes, dry shoes, um, duct tape, scissors. Um, after flood events, you know, so many people end up having to just kind of wipe out their houses and you know so bleach household bleach just you know keep the mold because uh, invariably 
a lot of that stuff happens in the spring, and, uh, you know, it rains a ton, and then it gets hot. Mm-hmm. So mold and mildew are a real issue, and oh, yeah. that's a big part of it. And then extra blankets or sleeping bags, that sort of thing. Okay, don't forget those entertainment items. And we're talking about card games, books. Uh, those of us who still actually pick up a hard copy book and read it, I'm working on a good one right now. Uh, things like that, things that you uh, need to have at the ready in case the electricity goes out. Tammy Prater with the American Red Cross in East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and we've covered a lot. It seems like there's no end to the things that you at least strongly recommend that uh, people have at the ready in case of a disaster. And you can get more information at redcross.org and also on the emergency app we discussed a moment ago. Uh, Big one here, make a plan. You've got all these uh, goodies, if you will, things, uh, material items that can help you get through a disaster, but you have to uh, be strategic about it. Got to make that plan. What goes into making that plan, Tammy? You know, you think about what might happen, and make sure that you and everyone in the family kind of knows what you're going to do when something bad might happen. Um, certainly um, around here, um, can't preach enough. The most common disaster is a single-family house fire. Mm-hmm. And so every member of the family needs to know how to evacuate their house when a house fire occurs. They need to have a, a common meeting place outside the house. And, you know, and then they need to practice that. We recommend fire drills. Um, you know, children do them at school, but so few families do them at home. Um, right. The fire statistics show that um, when you hear a smoke alarm go off in your home, you have two minutes or less to get out of your house. And so we recommend, you know, banging a pot and, and you know, running that drill and making sure all this, everyone in the family knows what to do. But the same is true of tornadoes. Make sure you know the safe place in the house to go. Make sure um, as, as a family that you know what your school's plan is should something occur. Um, every time, you know, there's a tornado warning, we hear stories of people, of parents running to the school um, to uh, pick up their children when the school is taking care of their children. Um, and, and they're just adding to the burden by showing up. And mm. so, you know, really, truly, it's important to know that your school has a plan, but I guarantee in East Texas, the schools have plans. Um, so it's your job as a parent to know what that plan is. Mm-hmm. Identify responsibilities for each member of your household, how you will work together as a team. I don't know that there's anything more important than that one right there. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that if everybody knows what they're supposed to do, um, that just greatly increases the chance that everybody gets out, everybody's okay, um, and, you know, recovery is, is, is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing is to see a family um, try to recover after something tragic has happened. And I've uh-huh. seen it, and it's, it's horrific. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, that's, you know, I can't preach it enough. Just know what to do and make sure everyone knows what to do and you practice it. Okay. Tammy Prater with the American Red Cross, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Stay informed. And there are several, if you will, bullet points under that heading. Uh, You have to just be aware. Let's talk uh, just a little bit about some of the things people need to do to stay informed. And we're actually doing that right now, but there are a lot of other things as well. Well, sure. I mean, first of all, just understand where you live and what kind of emergencies can happen. And, um, you know, if you think about um, 
I just said, a home fire is the most common emergency. Um, but then also, earthquakes are not that common here. It's um, not to say we've never had any, but they're just very uncommon and they don't tend to be major. But mm-hmm. um, are some areas that flood? Um, there are. We have had tornadic activity just about every spring and sometimes in the winter. So um, those are things that you need know, need to know about and know what you're going to do. Um, and then uh, again, as I mentioned again, make sure that um, you're aware as radio stations like. You know, this one are just a, a prime source of information, but it's also good to have that NOAA radio, battery-operated mm-hmm. radio that you're getting the, the information from the weather service. Um, and just bear in mind, um, local television is great. I love watching the radar. Um, but if your power goes out, um, you may not be able to watch that television. So the radio is really critical during the emergency of just knowing how to stay informed Um because um, it, your phone is also a good source. If you've got that emergency app, it's going to tell you where the shelters are. Um, but, again, you've got to have made a plan and make sure you've got that phone charged and you've got a way to, to follow that information. Um, I, I've, I've been laughing a lot here recently over some of the stuff on social media about how to know the difference between a watch and a warning. Um, and a great one that's out there is, you know, uh, it's called the Texas difference between a watch and a warning. Right. Is, you know, you have the ingredients for tacos at the watch, um, and a warning is we're having tacos right now. And I think that's <laughs> a example of, uh, there's, you know, if you're having tacos right now, um, that means, you know, you need to be ready for those tacos. And so uh, not sit around kind of saying, wonder if it's going to hit here. That mean, You know, a warning means it's here. Um, and so being aware of that, um, let's see, um, kind of knowing what sort of things, um, you know, being aware of your surroundings, um, Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, if you travel, um, if you're heading to California, they do have earthquakes out there and you kind of need to know a little bit about earthquakes. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're heading up north in the wintertime, um, they have blizzards. You need to be aware of that and be prepared for that. Uh-huh. Um, so just, you know, um, kind of being aware always. Um, and then also um, we recommend, I mean, if a disaster happens, help is not always immediately available. And understand that the first responders are always going to do the best they can do to protect life and women in their community. I love our first responders. But in the middle of a big disaster, they can't always get there. So we do recommend that someone in your family is trained in first aid and CPR. All righty. You know, we're getting down close to the end of the show, Tammy, and there's so much more that we could talk about. I want to give those phone numbers out one more time, 903-581-7981 in Tyler, Longview, 903-753-2091. And you can get other information on the website, redcross.org, and on the emergency app we discussed a few moments ago. Also, options for making donations and for volunteering and just getting involved with other things the Red Cross has to offer. All of that you can find 
on the website and check out that emergency app as well as needed. I want to talk a little bit about you to close out the show. You've been with the Red Cross in East Texas for a long time, and you're getting ready to pack it in, as it were. Um, uh, we do wish you well. And uh, let's you. kind of focus on what you've learned in the time that you've spent as executive director of the East Texas Red Cross. You know, John, it's been 23 years. Mm-hmm. I've been coming to talk to you, and um, I think probably the it's been a joy and a pleasure. Um, it's been the hardest job I ever loved, and um, I, I can't say enough about the great people of East Texas, our volunteers, our donors, um, our communities that, you know, work so hard to um, keep everyone safe. Um and I think if I were to say one thing I've learned is just how precious and resilient we as humans are. And um, and that's why I think I've re- preached about preparedness so much, because if you can survive, you can revive. Um, and things can get better. Um, but that, that initial phase of surviving is just so dependent on preparedness. And so... You know, I've preached it almost every time we've been on the show, and I preach it now, and it's my closing word. You know, be prepared. It it costs you a little time, and, you know, being prepared can mean the world to you and your family and can help you survive something really bad. And it doesn't hurt you to do it if you don't need it. It's just, you know, it's it's effort of, of, uh, you know, I hope you never need it. Yeah, and we do need to wrap things up, Tammy, but thanks again. Enjoy your retirement. We have been talking to Tammy Prater with the American Red Cross in East Texas on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Make a plan, be prepared, get a kit, stay informed. Key points here this morning. Tammy, good luck with everything. Great to have you with us this morning. Great to be here, John. Thank you so much. You bet. Tammy Prater with the American Red Cross, our guest. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. Thanks for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus.